We'd like to thank the Lord for the privilege of letting us be in his house tonight. I'd like to welcome everybody and uh, to say welcome, especially to our visitors and uh, to every visitor. You're welcome. If we want to make mention, we're glad to have our brother Terry Markle with us from down home. And I got uh, brother Charles Dabney with us uh, from up around Toledo. And we, so we appreciate these visitors. And if you're visiting, besides I didn't name you, we're just glad to have you too. Thank the Lord for you. Uh, good to be here tonight. And uh, just good to be able to fellowship with folks and just uh, feel the presence of being in God's house. But I'd like to read a verse of scripture tonight, uh, if I could, with the Lord's help. Uh, this is in uh, the second chapter of the book of Song of Solomon. And it's uh, 15th verse. Take us the foxes, the little foxes that spoil the vines... For our vines have tender grapes. And uh, just a thought to go with that. Uh, a lot of times Satan tries to put things in on us. And he says, that's just little. That, that won't hurt anything. That's, that's just little. Well, this says the little foxes spoils the vine. And uh, so don't let Satan deceive you uh, by getting involved in little things. If God said don't do it, don't do it. Let's all stand. As we pray, precious Heavenly Father, thank you for letting us be in your house tonight. God, thank you for your word that helps us and encourages us and instructs us and uh, uplifts us. God, we pray tonight for this service, and we thank you for letting us be here, and each one that's here and every visitor. God, we pray that you just help us to have a, a, a Holy Ghost meeting tonight. Let us worship you in spirit and in truth. Let us just have a meeting that will stir our hearts, and, and God, uh, we would pray that you bless us with the Holy Spirit. If, if there's people here tonight that have spiritual needs, God, we pray that you'd speak to them. We ask these things in Jesus' name and amen. You may be seated and we turn over to the choir. Pray. Page 132.
appreciate being here this evening and uh, always thankful when we get to come to the Lord's house. Uh, we'll ask everybody to stand. Anybody got any uh, unspoken requests? Plenty of hands through the house. Remember all those? Anybody got any spoken requests? else have anything? for the ones that the Lord has been dealing with. There's quite a few, I feel like, that uh, are seeking the Lord. Nobody else has anything. I'll ask Brother Sean to lead us in prayer. Again, it's good to be in the Lord's house tonight. There's no better place to be. I don't feel like I have a whole lot on my heart tonight, but uh, I'll ask if anybody has a testimony or song or anything on their heart at all. If somebody even feel like leading service tonight, I'd be more than happy to take my seat. 
one scripture I might try to read. I, I heard this mentioned on a, I was listening to a podcast this morning on the way to work. And uh, John 3.30 says, He must increase, but I must decrease. He that cometh from above is above all. He that is of the earth is earthly, and speaketh of the earth. He that cometh from heaven is above all. Um, I just thought just anything we do, we need to get ourselves out of the way. I thought, you know, I knew it was my turn to lead tonight. And anything I, I say up here tonight that comes from me ain't going to amount to much. If I get myself out of the way and the Lord pass by a little bit, get a few crumbs off the table. That's what matters. Uh, that's uh, just a little thought I had on that. I'd like to have a little more. I told Billy when we come in, I just really, you know, I, if I know I'm going to lead, I like to have a scripture or some thoughts, but I felt like I was pretty blank when I got up here tonight. But I'm willing to still try and do my part. So anybody else have anything at all? Yeah, it's a, it's a great piece to know where our people have gone when they pass here. 
So, the Lord, a, a great comforter, he can help us through that. Let's pray for him, church. First of all, I'm thankful to be here. Thank God for saving my soul. And uh, the Lord has been so good to our church here lately that we've had so many people saved. And we're so thankful for that. And uh, I, I'm so thankful that uh, in November 2nd, 1989, he saved my soul. And I've been excited about that ever since. And if, if you're saved, you ought to be excited about that. Because we got a better place to go to. And uh, I don't claim to be no singer or nothing, but if God's in it, it'll be all right. If it ain't, no, sit down. You just pray for it. There is coming a day when no heartache shall come, no more clouds in the sky. No more tears to dim the eye. All is peace forevermore on that happy golden shore. What a day, glorious day that will be. What a day that will be. When my Jesus I shall see And I look upon his face The one who saved me by his grace When he takes me by the hand And leads me through the promised land what a day, glorious day that will be. There will be no parting there, no more troubles to bear, no more sickness, no pain, no more parting over there. And forever I will be with the one who died for me. What a day, glorious day that will be. What a day that will be when my Jesus I shall see. And I look upon his face, the one who saved me by his grace. When he takes me by the hand and leads me through the promised land, what a day, glorious day that will be. So thankful to be saved and thank God to give me a chance to be 
in church again with my friend Creed Smith. Man means a lot to me. I'm so thankful. Appreciate that song. Appreciate Brother Terry being with us. Any else? Anybody else got a song or testimony? Let's pray for Brother Mike. Thank God for being here too. And, uh, I didn't know if I was supposed to sing this until Dally was talking about that river. There came a sound from heaven Like a mighty rushing wind It filled their hearts with singing And gave them peace within The Master gave this promise the Spirit will descend And from your inner being A river with no end There is a river That flows from deep within There is a fountain that frees the soul from sin. Come to these waters, there is a vast supply. There is a river that never shall run dry. There came a thirsty woman who was drawing from a well. Her life was ruined and wasted. Her soul was bound for hell. But then she met the master who told of her great sin. And if you'll drink this water, you'll never thirst again. There is a river that flows from God above. There is a fountain that's filled with his great love. Come to the water, there is a vast supply. There is a river that never shall run dry. Appreciate that song. Anybody else have anything on their heart?
15 years old. Yeah. I was going to school. I'm a senior. I was sitting in class shortly after I got saved. Looked out the window and said, I wonder, is this the day the Lord's going to come and get me? Yeah. And I've been thinking that same thought yeah, all the time since then. Right. One of these days, it's going to come to pass. If, if I leave here, they bury me in the graveyard, he'll come and get me out of there. If I don't, he's going to come and get me. This thing here will be changed. Yeah. He'll change our vile bodies and make them like his glorious when we're going to heaven. That's we ought to be excited about Amen. that. Yeah. yeah, if you're saved and know you're going to heaven, that's something to be excited about. Yeah. Ain't none of us promised tomorrow. I sure thank the Lord for being here. I appreciate feeling the spirit. Thank the Lord for the songs and opening up and testifying. Uh, I'm glad I know when the Lord moves, I can feel him. He's real to me. And uh, let me ask again, anybody else got a song or a testimony? If you do, you're still welcome. You just follow him. It's good to be here. Got a nice crowd. Good spirit. If nobody else got anything, we look to the preaching side of it. Brother Charles, uh, you here visiting with us. You got anything in your heart? We'll just turn it over to you. You don't have nothing? Okay. All right. Well, we appreciate Brother Charles. Glad he's here. In any case, I know just because you someplace don't always mean you feel like preaching, but I just felt uh, felt like asking you, and uh, know you're always welcome. Uh, I'll just look to you other fellows. Got one over here and one back there and one over here. And uh, you guys, uh, whichever one of you might uh, have it on your heart, welcome to come. Neil's shaking his head no. Coop? Boys, really pray for him. I appreciate Cooper. I appreciate getting to be here tonight. I appreciate what I feel. Um, I thought as the brother saying it, it, it amazes me. I don't know somebody from Adam, but I know him. And the spirit, God bears witness. Never, never ceases to amaze me that God, that's not something we can work up. That's something God does, and I'm glad of it. I, I'm glad to be here tonight. I'll, I'll get this mic on. Um, I desire your prayers. I, I pray that God would give me the spirit to function with. I stand in need of him. I, I've stood before without him and made a mess. I don't ever want to do it again. Pray God would give me the tears and the spirit to operate with tonight. But we're reading the 23rd chapter of the book of Acts. You want to turn with us? Twenty-third chapter of the book of Acts. Before I read tonight, I feel it, uh, it's important to give background on the scripture. Um, Paul had just been going and, and telling people um, his testimony, telling how God had stopped him on the road to Damascus and how he'd saved his soul, made him a new creature. And uh, I'll put it this way, he went before a lot of folks that knew religion but didn't know Jesus. 
they, they thought they had the right thing. And as he began to talk to him, began to testify to him, preach to him, they got mad at him. It says the Bible, they, they began to throw him in bonds and they got mad at him and they threw him down in, into the castles, what the Bible says, I believe. And he, he looked at one of them and he said, do I not have a right as a Roman? I'm putting it in my words. Do I not have a right as a Roman to plea my case before the council? And it says the men got scared because they realized they had thrown a Roman man in prison without him letting testify on his behalf. And that sets the stage for this. Paul is getting ready to go before this religious council and testify his case. Felt necessary to, to, to say that tonight. The 23rd chapter of the book of Acts begins. And Paul, earnestly beholding the council, said, Men and brethren, I have lived in all good conscience before God unto this day. The high priest Ananias commanded that the men that stood by him to smite him on the mouth. Then said Paul unto him, God shall smite thee, thou whited wall. For sittest thou to judge me after the law, and commandest me to be smitten contrary to the law. And they that stood by said, Revilest thou God's high priest. Skip down to verse 8. For the Sadducees say that there is no resurrection, neither angel nor spirit, but the Pharisees confess both. And there arose a great cry, and the scribes that were of the Pharisees part arose and strove, saying, We find no evil in this man, but if a spirit or an angel hath spoken to him, let us not fight against God. And there arose a great dis dissension. The chief captain, fearing lest Paul should have been pulled in pieces of them, commanded the soldiers to go down and to take him by force among them and to bring him into the castle. Listen to what verse 11 says. And the night following, the Lord stood by him and said, Be of good cheer, Paul, for as thou hast testified of me in Jerusalem, so must thou also bear witness at Rome. And when it was day, certain of the Jews banded together and bound themselves under a curse, saying that they would neither eat nor drink till they had killed Paul. And they were more than 40 which had made this conspiracy. So you pray tonight, if I could give you a title or a texture, an idea, it would be God's not done yet. God's not done yet. And so I desire your prayers tonight, church. I'd love to get where the preacher's at. But we begin, and Paul is getting ready to, become, to come before some men with some serious power in the country that they lived in. He's getting ready to go and testify on his behalf and where men most of the time would have come before the council and he would have tried to plead his innocence and plead his case. He, he looked at the religious men and he looked at the religious folks and he said, fellas, he said, I stand innocent. I feel no guilt if I can put it in my words. He said, I have lived in all good conscience before God unto this day. Folks, I believe it's important here to reiterate that Paul was not concerned about the religious men. Paul was concerned about the God of all glory and making sure that he was walking hand in hand with Him. Folks, I want to say today, there's been times in my life where I've sat and I've worked about what the world was going to say and what the religious folk were going to say, friends. But I sure am glad for the times when I've sat and thought, God, I don't care what men say anymore. God, I don't care what the world is going to say. God, I want to live in all honest conscience before You every day of my life, friend. It's important today. I believe that we look at the Scripture and we look at things like this and we notice that Paul is saying, I've done my very, very best to live in a clear conscience before God. Hear me today. Paul was being tried and being persecuted not because he did something guilty. Paul is being tried and being persecuted because he's standing for a holy God. Does that not sound like the world we live in today where in every way they say you shouldn't judge anymore. You shouldn't stand back and try to live the way you do. There's no hope. There's no way anymore. There's no point in living the way you do anymore. Friend, I want to say I'm glad that I'm still on the winning side. I was yesterday and I am today, friend. It may seem like it's not worth it 
it anymore, but can I give you hope today when everybody says stop shouting anymore? Can I say something? Why don't you just shout on a little bit more? When they say stop rejoicing, can I ask you to do something, friend? Would you rejoice just a little bit more? Would you get a little more bit happy, friend, that you were bound for hell, but God came along and saved you when nobody else could? I don't want to be a man pleaser. I don't want to please men, friend. I want to please Him. I'm glad that in the darkest of nights I can come before Him and nobody else. And He'll be there. As we go on, Paul is testifying his case. I pray that God would give us boldness in this day and hour, friend. For like Paul, I pray that God would help us to be bold in the face of wicked and worldly men, in the face of wickedness, in the face of trouble, in the face of persecution, that God would help you and I to be bold and be courageous. Paul said it in one place. He said, watch ye and stand firm. What does that mean? That means when the world says you need to move just a little bit, you don't have it just right. You know what the Bible tells you to do? It tells you to stand firm in the place that you're in, friend. I know you've got people around you in school and at work that say that way just is not for me friend but can you look at them for me and say I know it's not for you it may not be for you but I'm glad to be in the old time way tonight what do you mean by that preacher I can trace the way I believe back to Peter and Paul I don't have to worry about whether it's not right or not why I believe the spirit bears witness down on the inside that something's going right what do you mean tonight when God moves in the house I believe he's saying he's pleased with what is occurring friend Get in the Bible, friend, and God will show you the way to go. I promise you. We go on a little bit further. The men looked at him, and Ananias said, I want you to strike him on the mouth. Paul talked a little bit, and Ananias said, Get him to hush up. Paul took to look, talked a little bit more. Paul didn't stop. Paul went on, friend. It says that there arose a great cry, and the scribes of the Pharisees, they, they, they thought they found evil in the man, and they came. And they said, well, we don't see any evil in Him. If God's for Him and if the angels are for Him, what are we to do? And then the Sadducees came forward and they got real mad and they got frustrated and they said, we don't care what the Pharisees say. We want to see this man stricken. We want to see this man dead. Friend, I want to say this tonight. Not everybody is going to be pleased with you. Hear me for just a moment. Hear my heart. There is going to be times when some people are upset with you. What do you do in the moments and the times when not everybody's pleased and you're struggling along? I don't know about you, but I want to be liked by everybody. I'm one of those people. I strive. I do my very best to talk to people. And it hurts me sometimes, Jeremy, when I get around somebody. And I know that for some reason they do not like me. When I've tried my best, I'm not perfect. Hear me good and well. What do you do in those moments when people are against you, friend? Do you know what you do? You do what you've always done. And you stick close to Jesus. And you walk in His way. And you march on with Him tenfold. Don't worry about that. Friend, not everybody's going to be pleased. Paul had people against him. Boy, but God sure was pleased in the work that Paul was doing. We go on a little bit further. This is where I want to get tonight. If God will allow me, it says, and they took and have been pulled and pulled in pieces of them, commanded the soldiers to go down and to take him by force among them and to bring him into the castle. And the night following, the Lord stood by him and said, Be of good cheer, Paul. For thou hast testified of me in Jerusalem, so must thou bear witness also at Rome. And remember the title of the text tonight, if you would. And we get into this, and I, I read this the other day and looked at it, and something that caught my eye, it says, the night following, 
I don't know about you, but if I was Paul and I'd been testifying and preaching of God's goodness and testifying about how good He was, and then in that moment, in that time, religious folk rose against me and I was cast into the castle and the Lord waited to come and talk to me until the night after, I might would say, Lord, where have you been? I've been here a night long. Lord, I've been here for a night waiting on You. I've been here for a night waiting for You to come and give me peace and give me Your Spirit. But hear me tonight, I know sometimes we get in a place where we wonder, God... Why are you not here right now? God, where are you at in this moment? Hear me. Our timing is not like His. It may have been the night after for Paul, but can I say this tonight? That the Lord was still right on time for him. What do you mean by that preacher? There were some folks that were over by a grave. There was a man named Lazarus that had died and as they came to Jesus. There were some fellows that came to the disciples and Jesus and they looked at Him and said, He whom Thou lovest is dying. Lazarus is dying. The disciples got ready to go and they said they were going to go down to where Lazarus was at. And Jesus looked at him and said, Fellas, we're not leaving quite yet. We're going to wait just a moment. In that moment, if I'm the disciples, I would say, Master, you love him. He's about to die. He's about to leave this world. Jesus said, we're going to stay here for just a moment. The Bible tells us a little bit further that Jesus and the disciples, they arose and they went down to where Lazarus was at and they looked at him. Mary looked up to Jesus and she said, Lord, if you just would have been here, my brother Lazarus wouldn't have died. Friend, can I tell you something? He said this death is not unto death, but it is for the glory of God. Hear me for just a moment, friend. Mary thought Jesus was late. Jesus knew Jesus was right on time, friend. In your life tonight, you may say, God is not working for me. God's not on time for me anymore. Can I give you some encouragement that He's coming right around the corner to give you the very help you need and He's right on time for you. I'm glad the Bible says the prayer of a righteous man availeth much. What does that mean? The Bible also says there is none righteous, no, not one. It's not my righteousness. It's His righteousness that He's imputed towards us that allows me to get access to the throne room. I'm glad, friend, that when I'm struggling, when I'm going along, and when I feel like I can't go anymore, friend, I can call out to God and He'll respond and help me. We get on a little bit further. It says, be of good cheer, Paul. Ain't that something in the midst of prison? Paul's trying to do his best. And he's in prison. And the Lord comes with this statement, Be of good cheer. Friend, I don't know about you, but there's been a few times when I've wondered, God, how am I going to get through this? God, how am I going to make it through this? And ain't it something when the sweet peace that passes all understanding comes by and God says, be of good cheer, Cooper. Be of good cheer. It's going to be okay. I've got you through the rest of this. I've got you through all of this. You're going to be just fine. I thought about that song they sing. It says things look a whole lot better from the shepherd's point of view. It says, I know you're down in the valley and you're getting up on the mountain here in just a little while. The shepherd's going to walk you. I'm going to put it in my words. The shepherd's going to walk you and let you look at the valley that you just came from and how He protected you from things you didn't see and how He kept you out of harm's way, friend. I'm glad tonight to know that God is still on the throne and God is still alive and well. And when I can't defend myself anymore, when I can't go anymore, He's still fighting for me. I'll quickly be done. It says, For thou hast testified of me in Jerusalem, so must thou testify in Rome. If, If I was Paul in this time and place, I'd be ready to lay it down. I'd say, God, I I know I've tried, but I'm done. Paul was just testifying in Jerusalem. And God says, Paul, thou must testify in Rome, friend. 
Can I give you some encouragement tonight? I'll quickly be done. You may feel like your journey is coming to an end and there's nothing left for you in this fight. Can I say God is not done? God wasn't done with Paul. Friend, I believe it's God's will. He can help you tonight when you don't feel like you can go on anymore, when you can't fight anymore, friend. I believe God will help you on the next part of your journey and get you through. So I appreciate being here tonight. That's all I got. I don't feel like giving an invitation. Well, I thank the Lord for the preaching. That's right out of heaven. It helped me and uplift me. I'm glad for the encouragement of it. I want us to all to stand. I want, in just a minute, I want us to sing a song, but I want us to all do this tonight. I want us to all take a little inventory of where we are at in the presence of God. Are we doing what God wants us to do? I want you to know that there's a lot of things that hinder us and sidetrack us. But let me tell you this. Satan gives us a lot of excuses, but I want you to know there is no excuse for not following God. And so if you're here and lost, of course, you're welcome to come to Dalton and ask the Lord to save you. But let's just talk about us that are saved tonight. Are we where God wants us to be? Are we doing what God wants us to do, when he's wanting us to do it, how he's wanting us to do it? Uh, if you need to come pray, do that. Uh, if you just need to pray at your seat, if you, something you need to get clarified between you and God, do that. But let's just, let's not make excuses of why we're not obeying God. There is no good excuse. Obey the Lord while we sing. While they sing, you come if you feel like it.
Save for the Lord. If God's give you something, do it. Say it. Be it. Got one announcement. Caden, young man that got saved here about a month ago, uh, he got a hold of me, uh, I think it was Monday, and uh, was inquiring about if he could get baptized this coming Sunday, and I told him sure. And uh, so you know, the schedule of the family, he didn't want to get baptized, but their schedule's uh, some of them couldn't come, and I understand that. So, But this coming Sunday, looks like it's worked out. So uh, Sunday morning we'll be having baptizing. Uh, there's some other folks that's uh, recently got saved that uh, needs to get baptized. And I haven't uh, got a hold of all of them, but uh, anybody else that wants to get in on that baptizing Sunday morning that's uh, just recently got saved, well, you're welcome too. And I'll try to get a hold of some of the others. But let's pray for that. Most of the time, you know how baptizing is, uh, most of the time uh, there are people that come, especially for that baptizing, I appreciate that. There might be family or friends that uh, comes to see him uh, get baptized that don't normally come. And so that's a chance for uh, God to get their attention. And so let's really pray for the baptizing Sunday. Okay. Anything else? Again, good. Yeah, I appreciate that message. Amen. I appreciate Brother Cooper. Amen. Uh, yeah. That verse he read right before it says, be of good cheer. It said, yeah. uh, Jesus stood by him. Yeah. Uh, I'm thankful whether I'm in the mountaintop or I'm in the valley, Jesus stands by me. That really Amen. Me. Amen. Well, that's good. That's, that's a great point. You can be in the jailhouse as far as the world is concerned. Jesus will still be there with you. I praise God it's like that. Amen. Amen. And, and, and some of my worst problems that I grieved over while I was going through, some of those are the things I look back at, and it uplifts me the most because of how God helped me during that time you used to talk about. So it's, just, it's just amazing. Uh, so nobody wants to go through trouble, but I thank God for some of the experiences I had while I was in trouble. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> hope it does. Uh, anybody else? Yeah. And then I, then the next verse was his. The next song, words were his heart was broken. Yeah. On Calvary, and I think of all the pain that he went through. Oh yeah. But the heartbreak. Yeah. If you've ever had a heartbreak, it's it's hard to, to go God, through. Yeah. I cannot imagine the heartbreak he had to have for all of his children that he had created and was still going to be born. He bore all of that heartache. Yeah. His heart was broken. Right. And that just stuck with me tonight so strongly. His heart was broken. Uh, amen. Amen. That's a great point. 
Think about that. And, and when you think about that, if you're not doing what God wants you to do, think about the heartbreak that Jesus went through. It ought to inspire you and, and give you a motivation uh, to obey the Lord. Why not? There's no good reason to not follow God. Anybody else got anything? Amen. Amen. Me too. Anybody else? Yeah. Come ahead. Last one, but I'll say this, but uh, thank you for being here. Yeah. Appreciate the preaching. Amen. And it's hard for me to read that and think about how Jesus stood before them, a religious council, and they smote him. Yeah. A lot of times we think that Paul is like a big leaguer, but he got nervous just like we do. Sure. And he fell after the Spirit just like we do. And it probably came to him in that instance that they smoke my Lord. I can take this. I can take this up. He's with me. And then again, he said, thy thy whited wall. And Jesus has said, they are like whited sepulchers. (laughs) And men don't know they step over their graves. So he was, he suffered for a night. But he's just like us. We get nervous. I don't have a message, but I have a thought. And Brother Don has been gone from our church for about two years, a little more. And and I miss him because I like him. I think a lot of him. What I miss is you all coming in fellowship. And I wanted to say tonight, don't stay away because Brother Donnie's not there anymore. And I know he's family. And I know he's church family. But it was like a shot in the arm to us for that fellowship. Do you know what I'm saying? Sure. That was like a shot in the arm. Some of these had come in and we worshiped together. It encouraged, it enriched the preaching, it enriched the, the service. And if you get it on your heart, come and see us again. I know Brother Russ would take what I'm saying. He would agree with that. He would say amen to that. We miss you. So, hope we didn't hurt your feelings. But <laughs> I'm, I'm done. Glad to have Brother Charles. Appreciate what he said and appreciate that good invitation. Keep that in mind. Uh, somebody else got something. Pray for the services coming up this weekend. God permitting, if time stands, God's given us a, a multitude of people uh, that we've got burdens for. And so just keep praying. Again, pray for the baptizing, God willing. Uh, but pray for those that God's been speaking to and convicting. Uh, just keep praying for them too. Anything else? If not, we'll look to the Lord and ask Brother Levi to pray dismissal. Amen. Amen.